Hey there, remember me? It's Camila, your host for the Rugged Angel Cast, where I spend an hour with a different woman each week so we can tell her story. If you have not done so already, please be so kind as to subscribe to and rate the show on iTunes, Libsyn, Google Podcast, and Player FM. So first off, thank you for hanging in there during my unofficial hiatus. This past year has brought along quite a few changes for me and uh, for the rest of the world within the past few couple months. Hopefully you all are um, staying very safe and healthy and mentally sane and emotionally stable. And uh, hopefully you've found some way to let out any of the problems that uh, that you're experiencing or, or let out any of the negative emotions that you're experiencing through this pandemic. Um, and like I said, uh, this past year has brought along a lot of changes for me. Um, becoming a mom is the biggest one of them. And while I have been momming, I have also been trying to find out who this new Camila is and what this new life looks like for me. My daughter's now 13 months old, and I think we've gotten into a pretty good groove together where we understand what to expect from one another. And, um, you know, my husband is also playing a big role in all of that as well. Um, great daddy. Shout out to Dan. And um, as my daughter grows and learns and develops, I'm also doing the same. So I think I'm back and ready to get back into doing more of the things that creatively fulfill me. Now, this episode was recorded over a year ago, and I apologize to Felicia for only just now getting it out there. Now, she has accomplished so many other things since we sat down together like over a year ago. And um, one of the first things, though, like if you know Felicia, one of the first things that strikes you about Felicia is her honest and bright and beautiful smile that she blesses you with upon every encounter. And sometimes a hug, like she'll, she will ask for permission and she will give you one of the best hugs ever. Uh, Felicia specializes in a certain type of yoga and healing that I won't be able to do justice in trying to describe. So I'm just going to read directly from her biography that's on her website. For over 30 years, Felicia has continued to joyfully practice Raja Yoga, which encompasses all aspects of her life, behavioral restraints, behavioral observances, movements, breathing techniques, sensory withdrawal, concentration, meditation, and self-realization through an intimate reflective practice. This is something that we all can use right now. Uh, Felicia continues to teach Felicia Fusion through Yoga Roots on location for over 23 years, which includes power yoga, gentle yoga, restorative yoga, rhythm and movement dance routines, Young Living Essential Oils, Exploration, Reiki, Japanese Relaxation Techniques, Nutritional Support, Self-Awareness, and Self-Care Strategies to Address the Symptoms of Pain, Anxiety, Nausea, Insomnia, Constipation, Exhaustion, Frustration, and Anger, Rage, and Racism. Personally, I like to think of Felicia as a self-care guru, and I hope you can receive some healing light and inspiration from my conversation with Rugged Angel number 112, Felicia Savage Friedman. Felicia Savage Friedman, welcome to the Rugged Angel cast. Oh, thank you. Thank it you. is such an honor to have your glorious spirit. <laughs> 
blessing the podcast and my home. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm honored. I am honored. I am honored that you are here, man. Like this, <laughs> this is, this is so amazing. Um, I have admired you from afar for mm. years oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, thank you. and I've heard nothing but gloriously wonderful, positive and radiant things about you. Good. You just haven't <laughs> talked to some of the other people. <laughs> I don't need to. Anybody right. who's got anything bad about to say about Miss Felicia, then I don't need him in my life. Yes, so, thank you. You know what? <laughs> Man, it's not worth my time. So, any hoosers, yeah. how are you doing today? How's your day going so far? You know, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. Um, and talking about racism and integrating mm-hmm. yoga. So, it really was a real day. You and know. I imagine this being your practice you've seen a lot of rough days like that yeah. having to talk about race and yeah and how people respond to it you know yeah <laughs> usually and it's funny usually people camilla are are more less resistant i mm. guess so when i encounter like major resistance mm. It hurts my feelings. You know, I mean, really, it's the hurt and then how I process the hurt, mm-hmm. you know, the pain. Like, because really, you don't see me. Right. That's what it's telling right. me. You know, and and then you want me to act like it's all right. Yeah. And so you I'm know? supposed to put on the happy face again and just yeah. like, okay, sure, yeah. let's have some tea. Yeah. Like, no. Um, so I did. I went home and take it, took a nap. <laughs> Which, Rightfully so. Yeah. It's all about you have to protect and care for yourself and make sure <sighs> that you are all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So there's so many different places that I want to start, but I don't know where. So let's uh, let's just start at the beginning. Ish. Yes. Um, are you from Pittsburgh originally? Yes. Born and raised. Really. I, I rep one five two one nine in the right, Hill District. Then. All right. Born in the Ooh. Hill District. Yes. <laughs> and um, raised up in East Liberty, so mm-hmm. I can I can get one five two zero six tatted. Okay. Um, as well. <laughs> Claiming a couple sets. That's fine. Yes. That's great. You know, <laughs> you gotta have alliances in, in several places. Right. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, born and raised here, and I only have lived one other place, and that's Brooklyn. I, oh, yeah. My first marriage, I, we got married here in Pittsburgh. I was 23, mm-hmm. moved to Brooklyn, um, had Cleveland there, mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely a New York kind of guy, yeah. even though he wasn't there long. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So it just got into his blood. Oh, it <laughs> is. How yep. long were you there? Three years. Oh, three really? years. <laughs> yep, three years. And the, it, New York City kicked our behinds and oh. sent us back to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, which I had my mom and dad and my grandma and grandpa. So my kids were able to be raised with their great grands. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, which was awesome. And I needed the support. Yeah. I really did. And so I've been here ever since. And actually, Martin and I have been talking about us moving to Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah, so oh. I don't know. This is a theme in my life. I get married and then we move to Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to hold you back for anything, but it's gonna that'll be a big L for Pittsburgh. If you, yeah. Well, you know what I'm I'm planning to do though is to live in three places. Okay. So Pittsburgh, um, Brooklyn, and then somewhere in the tropics for the winter. Okay. Because the winters, um, 55. Mm. My joints mm. are talking to me when it gets under 70. Yeah. And I really don't want to do it anymore. You know, it's, the winters here are just so severe. They are, and it's. It's not even, it's not the cold yet for me just yet. Mm. It's the lack of sun that really gets me. Just how gray and sludgish and everything is. And, you know, people are always like, you know, well, I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And it's not like 
we didn't have winter right. <laughs> and snow well, there. Absolutely. Like, it was plenty. But there were two major factors. It was like, one, we still got sunny days. Like, there was still a lot of sun. And two, I wasn't really an adult when I lived in Toledo, so I didn't have adult responsibilities. Oh, good so good if I didn't want to go out in it, I didn't have to, to go, go out in it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so right, that, yeah, that makes a lot, a lot of difference. difference. <laughs> yes, but yes. yeah, I'm all for trying to find some place where I don't have to deal with like the cold and the wet and the snow mm-hmm. and the slush. And yeah, I love the change of seasons though, mm-hmm. and I do see the benefit even medicinally mm-hmm. of having a cold time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I'll probably yeah. I'm it's thinking fine like, for Christmas. Right, and then go away. Right. Right? It's like, okay, I put the tree away. Let's take away the it's, snow, too. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling that. Yeah, I'm like, yes. It has its point. Like, you know, always, I remember the Christmases here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and praying that it would snow. Mm. You know, I remember that and shoveling. And, and those memories are awesome. Right. You know. But it's just uh, January fifteenth. It's like I could, I could celebrate Christmas on the beach, <laughs> right? Like, let's Absolutely. see what that's like. Yeah, right. It's like I've I've done this yeah. and it's great. I've enjoyed it. But let's see what Christmas on the beach is on like. the beach. Looks like. <laughs> let's yes. try that. Okay, so all right, you were in Brooklyn for a little while. You came back, yeah, and yeah. what put you on the yoga path? Oh my goodness! Well, wow. first of all, well, okay, so there's a very particular practice of yoga that you have or you you have integrated several Mm. elements into this there's Mm. you know the anti-racism and raja yoga i'm not sure what that That is is. specifically i've heard it right um and so it's like which came first the oh Oh, good was was it was it your yoga practice or was it your practice to to practice anti-racism and to speak on that Oh, that's a good question. And no one has asked me that like that. Hmm. Yes. So yoga came first. I've been practicing yoga. Maya is 28. So she'll be 29, 30 years. Wow. So the year before she was born. And so I'm sorry, but it's I'm assuming at that point in time, it wasn't something that was really heavily or black women were involved here in in Pittsburgh. Right. Right. And I was um, initiated into the Raja yoga practice Mm -hmm. by a black woman who is a yogi. Um, And we had to separate ways. And so she's asked me not to um, speak. Okay. Her name, which is, you know, cool. Right. I'll be respectful. Um, but she was phenomenal. Mm. She taught me Raja Yoga incorporates every aspect of your life. Like mm. how I would eat, how I relate to strangers, how I relate to my intimate partners, how I um, raise my children. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed me a yoga practice that was just all-encompassing and the eight limb path um, specifically speaks to like the two limbs that um, here in the West were more commonly um, knowledgeable about are the yoga positions so postures um, which are called the asanas or asana and pranayama um, which are the breathing techniques so that's that's um, pretty standard in yoga studios here and the West. And so with me, there's six other limbs. Um, one is the behavioral restraints um, mm. and behavioral observances. So 
behavioral observances and restraints speak to how I am. Mm -hmm. And those are like 10 of them. Um, And it's more like um, rules of living. Okay. And they're universal. So no matter what spiritual tradition or um, religious tradition you practice, Mm -hmm. you're still able to adhere to them because they really speak to any practice or any discipline. So really um, having a self-study practice. So really looking at ourselves objectively. Mm. Um, And she really integrated that into our life. You know, really Mm. looking at our motivation, Mm -hmm. what's your purpose for saying something, um, and seeing even before I learned the terminology, um, intent versus impact, Mm. that's very much what the practice was about. You know, when we're in relationship with other people. So I'm practicing nonviolence. What does that look like to myself, Mm -hmm. within myself? And also what does that look like in my relationships with each other? Um, Also um, non-stealing. And for me, it really distilled down into a practice of not stealing other people's joy. Ah, that's important. Right? Because we think about stealing somebody's Lexus or a car, Mm -hmm. some material possession. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about those things that steal people's soul, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so that it's it's an intense practice yeah. and as much as, you know, those are um, some of the niyamas and yamas. And also it has um, sensory withdrawal. So mm. not being led by our senses. Um, and so, for example, I, sh- I struggle with overeating. Mm. Um, so it really had me look at that struggle that I've really had all my life mm. and understanding why I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to put real brakes on and then sometimes not and mm. just noticing that that's okay. Well, I'm going to eat the whole piece of cake, right? No guilt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> No guilt. And I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. Right. Um, but the next time I have cake, I'm not going to eat the whole thing or, right. you know, and so really having this, a healthier dialogue with myself around food, mm. um, not being so obsessive about it. Like I raised my kids vegan, mm-hmm. um, Part of this practice for me was a purity practice. So how we were more pure is, you know, not eating any animal products. Mm -hmm. And so for the first 12 years of Cleveland's life and eight years of Maya's, they know no animal products. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for six more years, um, we ate selective like cow's cheese from time to time. Yeah. That's like similar. My mom changed our diet when I was five and, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't eat meat we were strict vegetarians for a long time and then mm-hmm. it switched to no red meat, no pork, right. no shellfish, no scavenger mm-hmm. fish. So ah. it's just basically like chicken breasts, turkey breasts and some fish and some fish. Yeah. yeah and that's like, um, Martin and I, um, well, he doesn't cause he's Jewish. He doesn't. And, um, what he's doing is as an anti-racist organizer, part of <clears throat> his reclamation of his humanity as a white Jewish man mm-hmm. is um, getting closer to his Jewish culture mm. and his Jewishness religiously. Mm-hmm. And so he observes in terms of not eating shellfish mm-hmm. um, and no chicken. Like I'll do chicken from time to time. Right. Um, 
fish will do, but mostly we eat vegan mm-hmm. um, because both of us are lactose intolerant. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and- that's coming a lot around in this household too. My husband oh. is lactose intolerant. He's he found out like maybe five years ago or something. Oh yes. It's, it's, he took it to heart and he took it. He did, yes. That that one hurt. Oh my gosh! It still does. <laughs> yes. It still does. So I look at people eat a pizza and it's like mm, you yeah. know a real pizza. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know. So and by then- respect, you know, I'm not lactose, but I you know try to. Be like yeah. camaraderie. It's like, all right, you know, right. it's fine. You know, I will also eat yep, <laughs> vegan eat the same cheeses. Way, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, oh the non-dairy ice cream, which right. has gotten very good, though. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's come a long way. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the bread has come a long way. <laughs> yes. You know, like now gluten-free, too, has yeah. come a long way because I'm yeah. gluten intolerant, too. Oh. So I got to really watch it. Like I eat a whole loaf, loaf of bread oh. if it's fresh Baked bread. Oh, man. I could literally, you know, and when the kids were at home, I was at home mom, we would bake bread, fresh oh. bread. Yeah. So I got to watch it. Just, yeah. Um, so I call myself a conscientious eater now. Okay. You know, um, just trying to be as holistic as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, eating healthy, but not too severe, because as a Virgo, I will <laughs> cross over that line <laughs> into obsessive compulsiveness, right? which is not healthy, even when all the food is healthy. Right, exactly. You could um, really toxify your, mm-hmm. your yourself through drinking too much carrot juice. Yeah. This I know. Oh, <laughs> by, from experience. experience. Oh, no. You know, like you could, you could put um, a load, toxic load on your Ooh. liver. Yeah. So, you know, just really... Um, and this speaks to the precepts, too, in terms of um, the eight limb path of Raja Yoga is living a moderate uh, practice of moderation, okay. a moderate lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, not swinging too far to either side, mm-hmm. um, being able to access your fun. Yes. You know, that's part of what I do, especially in um, with yoga being so serious yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, um, really. And that's part of my purpose, though. Mm-hmm. Um so being a living a self-realized life, um, and that's the um, the eighth limb, okay. um, you know, a self-realized, uh, purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I'm in in that um, I'm in the swing of it because I just it, there's an ease mm. that um, it's just. It goes beyond like joy or elation. Mm-hmm. It's just a peace or an at one moment with myself that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even though sometimes you know it's it's unnerving and, and hard. So um, I've studied had this yoga practice for 30 years, and then six years ago I attended a People's Institute for Survival and Beyond, okay. undoing racism um, workshop and. People PSAP, as we affectionately call it, mm-hmm. is um, was started for over 40 years ago mm-hmm. by two men in New Orleans, two black men mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And um, they were organizers and saw that the organizing that was being done and being taught in schools and, you know, grassroots organizing didn't consider race. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of infighting. And what they saw was a lot of internalized racial inferiority and superiority that would divide the movements Hmm. because people weren't addressing um, their own ways that we've, you know, internalized racism and depending on what our skin shade is, Mm -hmm. how that manifested in in our movements. Hmm. Um, So they came up with the People's Institute for Survival and Beyond the Undoing Racism 
training for the adults and we have its complement, which is youth undoing institutionalized racism. So training young folks, um, 13, 14, up to 21, 23, um, with this same analysis that just blew me away. Yeah. Um, I had written my curriculum because I'm a teacher, elementary ed. I have oh, a master's okay. elementary ed. Um, and I finished, um, I rep Pitt as well, University oh. of Pittsburgh. Still have the bills to prove it. <laughs> Um, one day I won't be able to say that. Right? Oh, <laughs> so let the church say amen. Right, amen. <laughs> Freedom from the student loans. Um, that's part of my practice. Right. Ooh. Oh, um, and, you know, so in learning all that I did in teacher school, um, we still see so many disparities in, in education. Um and I knew there was something missing, um, but I just didn't know what it was. So I combined my teacher experience, my learning and teaching of um, differentiated learning. So okay. teaching, just really teaching to who's in front of you. That's right. really what differentiate, differentiated learning is. Um, and I put together this yoga curriculum okay. to be able to hand down what I know. Um, you know, sort of like passing the baton. Um, but there was missing, I was missing something mm-hmm. and I didn't know. And so I had written, I had start writing that curriculum probably eight years before I went to my first people's Institute. So maybe that's closer to 14 years ago. Wow. Um, went to the people's Institute understood this systems analysis, like looking at systems and institutions Mm -hmm. that historically have been built on the big three, racism, patriarchy, and capitalism. Mm. So the foundation of um, all of these institutions and systems here in these Americas Mm -hmm. were built on those three. Right. So... I was not a history person, Mm -hmm. but just understanding that legacy of white advantage. Oh, yeah. Like knowing that we're on stolen land. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like in kindergarten, when a child still some, you know, takes something from another child, Mm -hmm. we tell them to give it back. Right. 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 So you know where I'm going with this. Right. 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 So it's like white folk, y'all need to give. So why come? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so Martin and I have had this conversation like, babe, you may have to go. <laughs> now, whether I'm going to come with you, that's a whole nother conversation. And he ready to go. He's you like, know, he down for it. Right, he gets it. Right. You know, but, um, you know, and, and just not seeing, you know, the restoration has not gone on because first of all, the, um, the original sin of stealing the land and the rape culture mm-hmm. and all of that that has gone on hasn't been reconciled. No. You know, like we can't have truth and reconciliation mm-hmm. because we don't we haven't in full mass of folk have accepted the, what the truth is. Right. You know. Right. And I know I'm not putting that correctly, but, you know, we haven't acknowledged the harm. Right. Um, it's like. If someone does you wrong and they just apologize just for sake of apologizing and not really 
understanding why they're apologizing mm-hmm. or meaning anything behind mm-hmm. it or have any sort of idea or plans on trying to make sure they don't do the same thing again wow. to you. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. So this is what we have, <laughs> right. right? And so we're all still walking around like, la da 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 But no, there's some mad shit that's gone right. on, some uh, violence, horrendous violence. Um, you know, just looking at the trail of tears. Yeah. Like, um, my great-great-grandfather's name was Powhatan Clopton. Hmm. And I, what I do know is that he came from Virginia. Hmm. That's problematic mm-hmm. for me because Jamestown is where that first right. colonization took place. So those were my people. Right. Right? So yeah. there's no wonder I'm angry. Mm-hmm. No wonder I feel this historic trauma right. that hasn't been in this incarnation. Right. You know, like I can still feel the pain of even the middle passage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can feel that. Like I have a fear of rodents unlike mm-hmm. anybody would understand. Mm-hmm. And it's not from this lifetime. Right. You know, like I could you almost feel and smell being in the belly of a slave ship. Mm. You know, so like we have to acknowledge the harm. Right. You know, and it's like we try to rush with yoga and with all um, the Eastern philosophy. Um, We Americans and those of us who are more self-realized, we try to rush to a healing. Mm -hmm. But we haven't fully um, taken responsibility for the harm and also us still profiting those folks who have advantage because of harm, because of stolen money, because, you know, um, of not paying people who were enslaved for for 400 years. Exactly. There, you know, know, that's, it's, it's a real thing that, you know, the, you know, all these names of, you know, Carnegie, Heinz, whomever, you know, Mm. you got your money. This it's not a, it's not fair is the best no, way you know and it's, it's always it's, there's always been an imbalance Balance, absolutely in how we were allowed to make money or what we were allowed to do and how we're if you know we all had the same like re- white privilege is real like seriously it is. Oh, it, <laughs> so is. it is and those folks who have a problem with white privilege because you know when talking with um poor white folks mm-hmm. and it's like you know i don't have privilege so then okay switch then switch the word Right. Change the word. You have advantage. Right. So you have you who is a white person who is poor and you have a black person who's poor. Mm-hmm. Their indices are still their infant mortality. Right. Their more um, mortality mm-hmm. is still lower than yours. Exactly. You know, um, and it so it just hurts your heart. Right. It hurts and they're your heart. more likely to get some sort of help oh. or assistance in ways and not be thought yeah. down upon and not be, right. you know, just thought, oh, you're just another whatever trying mm-hmm. to take advantage of the, the welfare system, system. absolutely and they don't criminalize their poverty right. they criminalize our poverty exactly you know um and it's and so having some understanding of that mm-hmm. after my first right. institute training i was like this is it <laughs> this yep. is it that spoke as to a you. black woman mm-hmm. yes i've had to navigate the trauma of racism mm-hmm. and sexism yep. um <sighs> And yes, my 30 years of experience with having this Raja yoga practice, being grounded and rooted in love mm-hmm. and self-reflection, woo, it made sense to layer that with the right. anti-racist framework um, because it helps me to access my love every day. But it also allows me to look at the truth 
Right. And be open also to new truths, mm -hmm. you know, um, not that I have at all, but this makes so much sense. Right. And when I look back on my life, I saw so many times it was like even going to Baptist church mm -hmm. um, as a teenager and just not believing that there's only one way to God. And that's just, right. that's just my personal, you right. know, no shade to any, you know, right. Christian folk. Love y'all. I will sing gospel music right. forever and ever. And I call God Jesus. Sometimes Amen. he's the brother. Um, <laughs> yes. He's like, dude, you know, <laughs> right. like, come on. <laughs> like basically, I speak to him. He knows I'm speaking it's to personal. him. It's personal. Yes. Right. It's personal, you know, but it's like I knew that there just can't be one way. Right. It just didn't make sense even when I was a teenager. Right. Um, and so really grounding and rooting myself in this Raja Yoga practice it makes so much sense. Plus, it's universal. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be any religious, um, any religion or in, have any spiritual practice mm -hmm. and still be a Raja Yoga practitioner. And I just do it with an anti-racist framework. Okay. You know. And one of the one of the many things that I really admire about you is that you, you know, in this Raja Yogi practice, you are very clear about <clears throat> It's very clear from what I've just, what you just explained to me that it's about, you know, basically projecting what you want to get back and, mm -hmm. you know, treating others with love and respect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's this positive energy that's about you. And there is, and, you know, and I see the look on your face yeah, right. <laughs> that, you like that, that it's like, it's like, it's not, I'm sure it's not an easy life to live, <laughs> but yeah. also like you have this about you, but yet you suffer no fools. Like yeah, it's right. not like I'm, it's like, not that. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> You're not about to be walked over. You are, you know, educated in what needs to be done. And you, you know, you're not like it basically, you know, don't mis no mistake your kindness for weakness. Oh, yes. And so that's, you know, you that is all encompassing like where oh, you are. And that's good. what I see when Thank I see you. you. Thank so. you. Yeah, that's important because <laughs> it's like it's so, you know, um, folks think that having a love unconditional love practice right. <laughs> they got it all twisted because they're thinking right. valentine's day exactly. <laughs> like you know like right. no this right. is that you know if you were to poop on yourself right now kind of love <laughs> right. i would clean take right. care of you right you know and right. do it with joy right. right you know that's the piece um do i fall short Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, Felicia, you could have did that a little bit better. Right. You know, um, that's the self-reflective part. Mm -hmm. But doing those things and <clears throat> that aren't easy um, and not um, breathing through it, mm. you yeah. know, like catching those moments of like, you know, this is hard right now mm -hmm. and letting it be hard, not trying to rush through that transition of right. it, you know, not trying to get to the nice part or the good part of yeah. it. Um, it can be tiring. And that's why I take my self care and my rest mm -hmm. is serious. Yeah. You know, so oftentimes I have to, um, kind of become a recluse, you yeah. know, of sort. And like, um, you know, I'm going into the store, just being focused, not making eye contact yeah. with folks because I know you. I love I know your hood system. Like hood system. Your cloaking device. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm a brown apparition. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So I know when sometimes you gotta. Yes, yes, because that you know, and especially I'm an extrovert too, right? So knowing that I get fed from other people, Mm -hmm. um, but I need to go into that special place and Mm -hmm. um, and nurture myself. And and Martin is just a a phenomenal partner in this, you know. He's, I call him my teddy bear, and so no. I'm putting it out there. No. Um, he's able to hold my pain. No. Um, and actually, he's the first person ever in my life who's been able to hold my pain. That's um, beautiful. Because I hold so much yeah. of other people, you know, and I, I really work hard at not taking it on to myself. Right. Um, but I fall short on that. So um, I have some folks in my life who, you know, have some real struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so helping them to navigate um, the traumas, it's pretty intense, you know? So he came at a beautiful time in my life, um, that he's able to, um, hold space for me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it, it's, it's just, it's mad. He's magical. It's important mm-hmm. to make sure that you've got that balance in mm-hmm. your personal life. Yeah. And, and it, you know, yeah. and people, you know, when you're going and educating folks on anti-racism and just, you know, racial relations and what people, I think the majority of non-black people or non-people of color think is that this is fun for you. You know, like this is just, this is how you get your kicks. You know, I'm just going out and it's like, you don't understand the level of emotion and drain that gets put upon you as well as, you know, you're not as well as the personal, like the personal hurt that happens when, like when someone's not getting it and Mm -hmm. when someone like refuses to get it and when they refuse to acknowledge their mistakes and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and their, their position in the system, you know, it's not like you're arguing about, you know, flavors of cakes. It's, Like, like, look at me. Uh-huh. I am, <laughs> yep. I am a black woman here coming mm-hmm. to you, telling you that you, you are doing these things that are harming me, mm-hmm. and yet you want to talk about like how I'm hurting your feelings by telling right. you that. Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a powerful position, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's power um, because we all have agency over our own power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. It can be at times very draining, yeah. you know, and um, um, and and you you explain that so well, because it's you know standing before someone and them still not seeing you, right? You know, it's like it's surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how can you not get this, right? You know, um. I just don't understand. Um, or how can you not see one of our children's lives being sacrificed? Right. And you not feel the same pain that I feel. Mm-hmm. Like how, because I feel it no matter the color of the skin of a child. Exactly. Right? It's a like, child. It's a child. And that we've been so indoctrinated with being... Um, inhumane and violent that mm-hmm. we could see that happen and it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it takes my breath away. Yeah. You know, it literally does. It's like, wow, how can you not be as angry as I am? Right. You know, and I get it. I have righteous rage. Um, and I get it. It's incorrect all the time. So I can't remember if it's bell hooks or Audre Lorde who coined that phrase, righteous, righteous rage. rage. Because <clears throat> I'm angry. 
mm-hmm. and it crosses over. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, you know, what I love about energy and the physics of energy is like you can transmute it, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to be really conscious about it. Right. And really the secret is the breath. Mm. Um, when we cross from anger into rage, we're spinning out. Right. And the only way, and you know, we just are made so magically and delightfully well. Mm. The way that we can bring it back, you know, given barring there's no chemical imbalances, mm-hmm. is through the breath. Yeah. And then just, you know, just stopping and noticing your breath, mm-hmm. you know, and bringing some attention to the nostrils. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. You'll see people's abdomen mm-hmm. slow down or the breath come from up here in their chest down into their abdomen. Yeah. It's just, it's magical. Yeah. They even say that, um, like one of the, like sometimes certain, some smokers, depending on why they smoke or whatnot. And like when they smoke to try to calm down or something to just actually just kind of mimic that without a cigarette, that taking that drag in and then that exhale and just, Ooh, I love that. I never had heard that before. And, um, Mm. you know, and it's. I've seen it that yes it's very it's helpful in those situations and yes it is about the breathing a lot and mm-hmm. that's something like within the past few years of my life that I've started to pay more attention to just you know making sure that I breathe you know yes. and just like Dan will sometimes he's like breathe <laughs> you know and like especially when I get nervous about because like things like public speaking or you know right. just like getting in front of large crowds or just being in large crowds mm-hmm. that, that's a little I have a little social anxiety okay but um yeah so I just have to remember to breathe mm-hmm. and it, yeah it's very important oh my gosh. <laughs> it's you know and we have that we all have it yeah right at our fingertips yep you know um but we have to think about it. And that's the practice mm-hmm. for me is just just thinking about it, bringing us back to thinking about it. It's like our practice in yoga, hatha yoga specifically on the mat, is that we just keep bringing ourselves back. And mm. it's a new practice every time we come back to it. Hmm. Just because I've been practicing for 30 years um, and someone who it's their first class, when we both lay our mat out, it's the first time right. for this time. Okay. Yeah. You know, so just bring in that newness, mm-hmm. almost like that beginner's mind to it. Right. So that I, it's like a five-year-old, I'm just exploring, yeah. you know, because um, it's a new body, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I have a new perspective from yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, so bringing that freshness and newness to our practice and to the breath. And it's very apparent, and um, I haven't had the the pleasure of taking a oh, class from you, yes. but like several of your students mm. and proteges, or you know, <laughs> oh <my gosh>. uh, <laughs> I have, and you know, yes. and they're all very, you know, you know, they give you praise at you know the beginning of of each session, mm. and um, those are the ones that I gravitate more towards you. And I've tried, you know, the the other like regular yoga and stuff. And mm-hmm. what I appreciate more mm-hmm. about your practice and, and what you've been teaching is that. It's more about mental and emotional yes, than is. it is physical per se. And it's like, I mean, like, yes, there are physicalities that are, go on there, but you know, you go in and it's like, do what your body, like listen to your body, yes. do what's comfortable. I'm not going to come and try to straighten out your back for you. I'm not going to put hands on you. Like, unless you ask for that. And right. it's, you know, and it's all very much, yeah, you consent. know, it's just, so yeah, important. Exactly. It's all. It's yeah. all. It's much more mental, and that's what I really love. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, they, they got it. They yeah. got it. Yeah, engaging our common sense when we're on mm-hmm. the mat. You know, so 
it's not a competition. Right. You right. know, like um, just the fact of, you know, the idea of putting yoga, the the position, you know, the postures in mm-hmm. Olympics. Yeah. It's just like, for real? <laughs> wow. So we've reduced it to that? Damn. It's like, oh. <laughs> that's okay. major. Right. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think that's appropriation to some degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lord knows I'm, I'm earning a living from teaching yoga. And this is not the culture that I was raised in. Right. I get that. So that's why I lead with I'm a black woman. And mm-hmm. that's why me pairing the Raja yoga practice with the anti-racist framework yes. made sense for me. Right. I'm not trying to be anything. Yeah. Other than be the best me. Exactly. <clears throat> and it speaks to it. And you I know, think you're you're. you're <laughs> Doing very well in that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I also noticed, like, perusing through your website, that you've also done a lot of work in, like, juvenile detention centers oh. as well. Yes. And, um, I mean, what is that like for you? Um, hmm. Well, my first... Well, first of oh, all, I, like, what is it that, yeah, what is it that you're yeah. doing when you go and... and um, I guess let me take it back to the first time I went into the criminal justice system. Mm. That was in... 2007 Mm -hmm. um, at the Allegheny County Jail. One of my dear students, Ruth House, um, she would bring her four girls to my yoga class when I was working at the Kingsley at the Healthy Black Family Project. Mm -hmm. Um, And she got a position at the jail um, and she said, Felicia, I really would love to bring you in um, to do work with the women. Mm who are incarcerated and I'm like oh my gosh I would love to bring this um, practice to Mm -hmm. them because that's a time where if anybody needs it oh wow yes Um, so she brought me in actually she's the um, first person too that made me um, charge um more than a living wage huh. for my classes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just really, she just took me, she was a yoga teacher in another kind of um, way in terms of really helping to increase my self-esteem around um, seeing that what I was offering was mm-hmm. of value. Mm-hmm. Um, our own internalized racial it's inferiority. Important, yeah, it's important that right? sometimes, you know, you have somebody on the outside that gives you that little nudge. That- Ooh. She was not playing. Um, <laughs> She's like, no, this is your worth. Yes. <laughs> and it was so sweet because, you know, and I I could share it now, mm. but I told her, I was like, I'll do it for free. And she said, absolutely not. Mm. She was like, absolutely not. No. You, you know, and that was economic justice, right? Right. right. Um, so I started those classes in 2007, mm. had that contract for a year. Mm. Um then it was coming to an end. Um, the women who were incarcerated, probably about 40 of them wrote letters to Warden Rustin at that point. Mm-hmm. And several of the correctional officers mm-hmm. wrote letters on my behalf to extend my program. Wow. So they extended it another year, wow. which was just really powerful. Um, I still see some of my women mm-hmm. out and about, which was awesome. That's great. And they said that it made such an impact on their mm-hmm. life. Um, like, and to the point where they would um, just be in a depressed state mm-hmm. that they didn't want to shower, didn't mm-hmm. want to comb their hair. But when they knew I was going to be on the unit or mm-hmm. on, the, on the pod, 
that they would do all, you know, they knew they couldn't um, participate. And so they would do it. So it was very much an impetus wow. for them to be healthier, right? Wow. Even in that space. And so what I found is people didn't want to, the women didn't necessarily all run to do yoga. Right. So I was like, oh, I brought my, um, I got, my iPod, my first iPod ever, <laughs> which was awesome. 2007. Nice. Yeah, 30 hold, gig. Hold all of, right, yeah, 30 gigs still in them. Right, hold yeah. all of like, what, 50 songs on there? <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is awesome. So got, you know, permission to bring the speaker in mm -hmm. and, and the iPod. And, <laughs> and I put line dance and music on. Oh, wow. Because I love to line dance. So I le I've learned to line dance from our seniors, like Miss um, Stella, Miss Tonette. Okay, wait a minute. We're talking like Cupid Shuffle. and Absolutely. Oh, okay, Extra yes. slide booty right, call. So, yeah, okay. Yes. The wobble. Because at first, at first I, I immediately thought like country, country line, line dance. dance. I was like. I do know a country like, line wow, dance. I would have never yep. guessed that. Footloose but. is the one country <laughs> line dance that one of my, um, our sisters um, who were incarcerated, she taught me. Oh, white wow. woman Taught me Footloose. <laughs> she was like, if you get the music, I'll teach you. It was awesome. Awesome. So we, we, and, and as I know it, you know, um, patriarchy is real. Uh -huh. Sexism is real. So on the days that I would be on the unit mm -hmm. and they have cameras everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard that all cameras would be on that unit okay. and watching us dance. Mm -hmm. I ain't mad at it, you know, cause we were, we were shaking our booty and dropping it like it's hot. Absolutely. Yoga teachers do do this. Oh, we had a ball, Camilla. I mean, oh. it was it was a beautiful time. That's amazing. You know, a reclamation of our joy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I brought them in. So I'd have 60 women doing booty call. That's great. Right. That's great. How can you know? And so for a moment, for three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. They were enjoying their life. Right. They were. So else, no matter they forgot where they, you know, right. We took, we went away. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what, you know, I don't know what their charges were and I didn't watch the news. Right. I, I came in there to be a reminder of them, to them. That they were that, human. Yes. And that they were loved. Mm -hmm. And I see you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it was beautiful. So that was 2007, 2009. Um, I had the program was up for review and um, I had couldn't be there because that was the year that I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my. Which girl, no, there's always a story. Breast cancer was a blessing to me. Wow. Because it showed me that this practice mm -hmm. that I had been doing, mm -hmm. this thought, this mental, this emotional, mm -hmm. um, this physical Raja yoga practice mm -hmm. was right on point. Really? It, it was. So it showed me that I was making all the moves that I needed to make so that I could withstand. Wow. So it was just part of my testimony. Ooh. I was at the top of my game in terms of health and fitness mm -hmm. at 46, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, so when I got that diagnosis, it was a confirmation that I already knew because I knew something was off. Mm -hmm. I was stage zero. Didn't even know about stage zero. Though. Right, me either. Yeah, I was like, stage zero? Right. What's stage Isn't zero? Isn't that nothing? Precancerous. So if wow. the cells are left at their own, on their own, mm -hmm. they will develop more cancer. Wow. Yep. So got a lumpectomy. Um, and it was funny because my surgeon, Stephen Evans, bless his heart, 
Um, he was like, I know you miss yoga diva. <laughs> so you're not going to want the surgery. You're not going to want, you know. I said, sir, I want this out. Yeah. I want the surgery. I want it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do radiation. Mm. Um, so I did 30 sets of radiation. I dressed up every day in my stilettos. Mm. There's still folks I see. Yeah, it's 10 years ago. Actually, this month. Wow. Yep, 10 years ago this month. God bless you. Yes. It's, it, and it was such a blessing. Mm. It showed me that, yes, this practice was all that. Wow. And it sustained me. So through biopsies and, you know, my recovery was just awesome. It wow. was it was an easy recovery. Yeah. Um, the hardest part was my left arm, the side. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to hold myself up because I was able to hold myself up like in a side plank. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took about a year, year and a half for me to get my strength. And this mm-hmm. still not 100. Mm-hmm. I can do it, but not as long as I could, you oh, know, wow. pre. Well, that's all. Yeah. So it was beautiful to get that diagnosis, but then I lost the contract. You know, I wasn't there. Um, And then so years later, what is it, 2015, I was approached by Graduate School of Public Health Mm -hmm. um, at Pitt to teach yoga at Schumann to the youth Mm -hmm. um, under a violence prevention initiative. And so... Dr. Liz Miller, um, Richard Garland, um, I worked with them. And um, Dr. Liz Miller is the clinical director of adolescent medicine at Children's Hospital. And so Children's Hospital has a medical clinic in Schumann, Hmm. which is one of the few medical clinics in a juvenile detention center in the country. Wow. So we have it here, um, which is pretty kick-ass awesome. Yeah. And... So I worked under her and um, I was able to go onto the units and do individual sessions with the mm. youth. And there was and it was only for a year. I um, it ended up ending because I couldn't meet what they originally had um, um, designed the project to meet. Mm. And so I only was there a year, but it was a year, Camilla, that was awesome that made such a difference Mm -hmm. in the youth as well as the staff. I did yoga with the staff also. Um, And that was part of my deal. It's like, you know, you can't just work with the youth if you're not working with the folks who are working with the youth. You know, we all need to be, you know, I need to be healthier. We need to be healthier. Um, And I brought in my essential oils. I brought in the music. We already had the mats and, um, and it was a delightful time. However, there wasn't enough of me. Right. And I'm like, you know, I need to bring other yogis into this um, work because just physically I couldn't, right. I couldn't be there eight days a week. Yeah. And that's that was the demand. Like I would go past a, a unit and they'd be like, Miss Savage, I need my lavender. Oh. I need my lavender. I need to calm down. You know, so it's just it's be- it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, or to to walk a young person through a body scan mm-hmm. to really help them. To calm themselves, right. you know, to teach them a little tool that's accessible to us all, you know, um, even a visualization, not an escape, mm-hmm. but a visualization of something that really gives you a lot of joy. Yeah. And so I can't necessarily go and experience that right now, but just thinking on it yeah. helps to just put them in a different frame of mind. You have made such a positive change in so many people's lives. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> It's <laughs> I'm honored. I think like, that was what I was put here to do. Yeah. You know, like 
we have to use our gifts. It's not, you know, and I, I get it. We, these things work for me though, Camilla, Right. you know, these work for me through a tumultuous divorce, you know, um, and raising my kids, um, breast cancer, breast cancer. Right. Um, like this is work for me and all I'm doing is that's what the, um, yoga teacher training, yoga roots on location, mm. the, um, Raja yoga teacher training is, it's really my experience and I packaged it mm-hmm. and it's my opportunity to spend 200 hours. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So I get to capture you in a moment, an extended weekend, Friday night, six to nine, Saturday and Sunday, 12 to five, mm-hmm. 12 to eight. Um, to be able to hold space for us so that I can share with you all that I know, mm-hmm. right, as best as I can, <clears throat> and for us to be in community, you know, yes. transracially, transgender, you That's know. It's also all, very important. Yes. And it, and so to spend 200 hours, like, mm-hmm. and these were, and it's funny, these are like um, folks that I wanted to get together with, right. or I wanted, you know, would see them from afar, like, right. oh, it would be cool to get together with you, yeah. you know, and then they sign up for my training, and yeah. I was like, oh, there Perfect. we go. Yes, 200 hours. <laughs> yes, it's, it's just awesome so that I can bring them along on my journeys mm-hmm. um, as well as, um, you know, yeah, bring them along so that they can see what I do um, because I it, it's wonderful because of that 2015 contract. Dr. Liz Miller saw the benefit of what I did and she said, you know, I'm going to work hard to get you back. Well, last year... She notifies me that she's applied for this grant Mm. and she would really like for me to write up a proposal of what I wanted. Wonderful. I got fully funded. Oh, To go back into um, Schumann Juvenile Detention Center, take my yogis. Mm -hmm. So I got a cadre of 10 to 15 yogis. Um, So it's not just me. Um, And we got an extension on it. So it's a two or three year grant. Oh, wow. So we're going to be here for a while. That's amazing. So we're able to bring um, yoga on the unit. We're able to bring on the units and do small groups. Mm -hmm. And we're able to do one on ones. Um, Also, I'm doing professional development with the staff. And I'm able to do it with the anti-racist framework and the social justice framework. I'm living the dream, yes, Camilla. You are. I'm living the dream. You are. You know, um, you're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I've scheduled, um, and I'm, I'm already enrolling for my fourth flight here in Pittsburgh, wow. um, in September, and I'll have a flight in Greensboro, North Carolina, this fall, yes. as well as Cleveland, Ohio, this yes. fall, and looking to Brooklyn and Seattle. Oh my goodness! To run flights. That's there. amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing it. Thank That's you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm honored. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I had to hire an administrative assistant. I was Stop like, oh my it. gosh, because I can't Stop do this. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was have like, you, I've crossed over. Yes, you have an admin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Jamila, shout out to Jamila yes. Clark. She will organize your life. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm just so honored. The, um, the folks that I've had on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Um, for 23 years in Cleveland Maya, you know, for their whole lifetime. Right. Um, Because they've seen me grow and and mature mm-hmm. in this practice and it's and it's beautiful to hear their reflections yeah you know and they're really par- proud of me um As they should be yeah <laughs> it's like you know and when my kids are proud of me because they're really good kids yeah um 
I just, I don't know. I feel, felt, I feel as adults because we're peers, you know, like they don't need parenting like they did when they were little. Um, So I really value what they think about me and to see where I've come and, and Maya and Cleveland have both thanked me for how I even parented. I was like, I've crossed over. Right. You know, like I did it. I did it. You know, do they still live here in Pittsburgh? No, Cleveland is in and he's 31. He's in Minneapolis. Okay, he's an inventor. So he's a a private inventor working on his own inventions. Um, And he's working on a mechanical. He's an engineer. He's working on a mechanical device to replace our reliance on rocket fuel. Oh, Um, so, you know, my concern always is about him. You know, like I said, the oil um, companies are not yeah. going to be happy with you. Yeah. Um, so we we pray about that. Yes, continue I, to watch yeah. as well as pray. Right, <laughs> and I send him Reiki, yes. you know, an ancient <laughs> Japanese relaxation technique um, by the airwaves, mm-hmm. um, you know, send it across. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then there's Maya, who's 28. She's in Brooklyn, okay. um, living her most incredible black girl life. Yes, um, get it, Maya. Yes, <laughs> she's an eighth grade science teacher oh. at a charter school. Oh. She's a phenomenal teacher, and she's also a um, yoga um, certified yoga instructor. Oh man! And so I was really trying to get her back to come uh-huh. back home. She ain't having it though. <laughs> she's she like, ain't I'm having good. It. It's like I love you yeah. and I'm proud of you, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And Cleveland too. He doesn't. He's not a yogi. He doesn't practice yoga, mm-hmm. but he meditates. His okay. meditation practice is longer than mine. So That's amazing. I was like, yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I, I've I've had it all. Yes, you, you have. know. Well, what um, haven't you done yet that you want to do? Mm. Live in the tropics in the winter. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, like, like it's, a, it's just a simple thing. Yeah, in the winter. That's it. Um, but like in terms of like my business, mm-hmm. um, just continue to manage the growth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and be a good steward of that management. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's nothing in terms of business wise. That's amazing. Yeah, I I really exceeded my vision. That's beautiful. Yeah, to have, and I really wanted to make an army of lovers. Yes, and you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, we in formation. Yes, we are in formation. Absolutely. <laughs> you have those ladies in formation yes. all throughout. Yes, yes. I love it. Um, yes. And I know that. It's like mm-hmm. I, you mentioned how important that, you know, self-care is to you. So, like, what are some of the ways that you <laughs> go about outside of your, you know. Right. But I don't even know. Like, at this point, is, can yoga, is that a self-care? Is there still a self-care form for you? Or yes, it, it is. Okay. When it's by myself. Right. Okay. Right? right. Like, I don't, like, and I never was the group fitness person. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a, I was a solitary biker. Right. Um, and I don't bike anymore uh I, I say this every winter that i mean every winter that this summer i'm going to bike i've been saying that for 10 years now um so what i love to do though is i love to dance yes and i dance every day so mm-hmm. i'll just put some music on i'll do a couple line dance moves or ballroom nice. martin and i we ballroomed a little Aww. um and we'll prayerfully we'll get back into that Mm. because we just life is really busy yeah um but i dance by myself you know and i i'll always do that like i want to always make sure that i can drop it like it's hot word right that's Mm. like those the the knees and the hips (laughs) right um so making sure that keep them lubricated (laughs) um so i could just do it when i want right (laughs) 
This is what 55 oh look God. like. Really, I don't, I don't yeah. drop it like it's hot nearly enough. Yeah. It's more like dropping it like it's kind of like lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> Sitting on the counter a little while. <laughs> so, but I do like to sporadically like jump into like dance parties. Dance like. Par- yes, yes. And I'll do, I'll go to Vintage. I'll mm. pop into class um, at Vintage with Miss Stella, mm. um, her line dancing folks. And those are our seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, to- Miss Tonette over at Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done it either one of those as much. Um, just spending time alone because mm. a lot of my time is spent with other people. And yeah. so just really giving myself permission to do absolutely nothing. Amen. Um, and there can be dishes in the sink and, you know, my desk looks a mess and it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. You know, um, that that's part of my self-care because mm-hmm. I used to be obsessive compulsive about keeping things neat. I'm, I'm in recovery, maybe gone a little bit to the other side. <laughs> you know, again, that Virgo, you know, it's always extremes. <laughs> Um, so I got to roll it back in where it's like, okay, um, yeah, this is just where I am right now. You know, I pulled a black woman card, like, you know, I'm going through a lot. <laughs> Do I need to remind, remind you, you where my people started? <laughs> Cause he teaches the history, right? Right. So it's like. No, I gotta just and and just some when Martin Martin and I uh, have um, our relationship is a huge self care piece yeah. for me. You know we um, we do role playing like he's a fifteen years year old. I'm a five year old. I pretend I'm a little kid. Um, you know we talk in little voices. It's just crazy. <clears throat> It just relieves so much stress. You know, us being silly, we're laughing at each yes. other. Um, and it's just, and, and we do that wherever he is or wherever I am, mm. you know, on FaceTime. Um, we'll <laughs> sing together. Hashki Venu, um, a Jewish, it's almost like a Jewish lullaby. Mm-hmm. And we pray every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we really, um, and sometimes we fall short on that, you know, depending on our time. Right. That's another part of my self-care is... Um, is just being in holding those relationships, you know, that are really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, following up, like with Maya in Cleveland, like I speak to Cleveland, we talk once a week. Mm-hmm. So holding that time precious, and it, or if we fall short of that, um, you know, picking it up, being really right. intentional. Yeah. Um, Maya and I talk probably every day, every other day. Um, that's part of my self-care, too, staying connected. Um, yeah, I can get, in this technology age, we can get a little lackadaisical mm-hmm. with that at times. Like, oh, I liked your post on Facebook, or, you know. I, right, like, <laughs> like, I haven't I seen you right. in years, <laughs> right, so, you know. So that's supposed to count for something, and, you know, and mm-hmm. I just recently started to make sure I paid more attention to that where friends are concerned because I'm like always in contact with my mom and sister and to like mm-hmm. make sure that I call my mom and talk to her at least once a week. Right. And, um, but like we're friends that are, that don't live in town or even friends that do live in town, you know, we all are busy, but just a text message like, Hey, just right. thinking about you or yeah. I send a lot of those gifts. 
Ah, yeah. yeah. And I get a lot of those gifts. Yeah. Uh, those are, those really, and using emojis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's major self-care. I'd yeah. love to be able to <laughs> express something in an emoji. You know, like the emoji qu- yoga queen. You know, it's like to express, and that gives me joy. Yeah, I do you love know? those. <laughs> and for somebody to, you know, wake up first thing and that to be yeah. on, you know, it's like, yeah. So me being thoughtful, Yeah, you know, um, and not deep in thought about, you know, the heavy side of life, but the mm. lighter side. That's Those are my self-care. Yeah, those are my self-care. You know, just be sitting on the porch. Oh, yeah. You know, just watching. I like to people watch. Um, like going, you know, to the Ace Hotel or, mm. you know, just to watch, sit back. Yeah. Um, I treat myself out. Um, good food. Mm. You know, that's another part of my self-care. I love to cook. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I really love to cook. But since the kids aren't there and then Martin's not there, Mm. um, but I'll sometimes cook and then sometimes not. And it's all right. Right. You know, that that part of our budget is like, it's kind of ass. But um, (laughs) yeah, Um, but it's like, you know, I know that I'm using my time wisely Mm-hmm. So that's what I need to do for myself, you yeah. know, to have. And then, like, you know, I go places that I receive really good customer service. Okay. That's another self-care piece. Interesting. Is it, I'm really um, intentional. Yeah, I've never you know? heard anyone really verbalize that. Yeah. Like, I know a, l- a lot of people practice it, but I've just never heard anyone just, like, yes, yeah. this is... That's a thing for Yeah. Me. That makes Cause, sense. Because like, I'm such a um, customer service person. Mm-hmm. Like, before the co-op had their customer service space, mm-hmm. I did customer service. Oh, okay. You know, and that was... And I kept telling them how important it is, mm-hmm. you know, to have people available. And, right. Um, and so that's a very big piece of who I am. Um, so... Yeah, that I love to receive good, you know, and it's really from relationships. Yeah. You know, like you get so many benefits when you treat people humanely. Yes. <laughs> you know how is it crazy how that works? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, come on. You see me. Right. I see you. It's like, hello. Hi. Wow. Hi. <laughs> it's awesome. So that's, yeah, those are my self-care spaces and places and practices yeah yoga for sure i didn't um, mention this but um my meditation practice Mm. it's not so much of the movement practice Mm -hmm. because that i have kind of down right but it's the stillness practice that's Ah. really stepped up my whole level of um, mental and emotional practice yeah that definitely will do it Mm -hmm. it's that being still and it's not an easy task. It's it's not an easy thing to do for no, you know to be intentionally us. still mm-hmm. and just to listen to yourself or yeah. to not like right. to just just to be yeah just to be yeah it's it's a powerful practice yeah so. yes right. so we are gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with the segment I call questionable conversation okay. where I ask you twenty random questions oh my goodness oh this is exciting <laughs> yes. Having fun with Miss Felicia. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Thank you. 
say we're back and we're going to be doing some questionable conversation. Yes. You guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know what this is all about. And, uh, you know, it's just 20 random questions. You oh. know, sometimes we get into heavy things in, in the podcast when okay. I talk to my ladies and um, I just want to like kind of end it. On just like a little, you know, random cheery, you know, get to know you kind of thing. Right. Thank so, you. So yeah, just bring it, bring it back up sometimes. Okay. You know, just kind of shake it off. Shake right. off any, any seriousness that we've <laughs> we've had to endure, any anything we had to drudge up. Right. It's not right. rapid fire, so you Okay, don't have yeah, because to... I was like, is it quick? I feel like <laughs> <Right>. double dutch. <laughs> right. Like, okay, I'm ready. You look like yeah. you're ready to jump into the ropes. <laughs> Okay, so relax, breathe. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. What album can you listen to from beginning to end? Oh, AWB, Soul Searching. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, do you need to write down things to remember them? No, I just don't remember even if I write them down. <laughs> She's like, no, that doesn't help. That's yeah, just... right. <laughs> That's why I hired an admin. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm losing money. You know, like not submitting invoices. Ah, not cool. All right. <laughs> What's the first thing you do when you get home from a trip? Oh. Pee. <laughs> yeah, I love to go to my bathroom. <laughs> And maybe poop. That's so simple pleasures in life. It is. It ain't nothing like pooping and peeing in your own bathroom. This is a true statement. This is this is this is I've never been asked that. That's awesome. But seriously, yes, that is nothing. Nothing compares to that feeling of safety and comfort (laughs) and release. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. All right. What is your favorite part of the human face, and why? Mm. Oh, I would say the ears. Ooh, this is new. Yeah, the ears because I really like ears, mm-hmm. but ears definitely represent part of my practice, which okay. is listening. Oh. You know, is... yeah, I really, but ears have already, and I've never even thought about it. Uh-huh. And with you asking, it's like, oh, yeah, nothing here. Yeah. I like the ears. Huh. And I like the fact that the ears are not exactly the same yes. you know so yeah hmm. the ears that they represent listening all right what is your favorite part of the day hmm. oh sunrise well no i'm sorry i can't answer that sunrise <gasps> or sunset oh really so okay. if i got a good night's sleep yeah it sunrise. depends on what side the- <laughs> sunrise <laughs> right. but sunset um yeah i really i just something about the change of that energy Mm. yeah so it's either one of them but it depends on if i got enough sleep yeah depends on what side of the sunrise you're on that's so real oh that's so real i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not doing real well i don't think no no this is good it's good stuff it's good good stuff stuff. okay (laughs) (laughs) on a scale of one to ten how strict were your parents oh Eight. Mm. Yeah, they were no joke. Yeah, that took a lot of creative stuff to work around them. Yeah, major. Yeah. Did you? Uh, do you have siblings? Yes. Wade is the youngest. Um, he's eight year, young, years younger, and he's in Cary, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then Richard is a year younger. Um, 
And he's in Fairfax, okay. Virginia. Yeah. You're the only girl. Yeah, I'm the only girl and the oldest. Wow. So I'm bossy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before the song uh, was popular. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as determined. Yes, I like that. Yes. Okay. Do you prefer reading paper or electronic books? Oh, paper. Word. I still buy books. Me too. Yeah, and I, like the Kindle, no. I can't do it. That's no. Like, like no, I, I want to turn, I want right. to smell. Yes, and sometimes and I'm not highlight. A, <laughs> yep, highlight and write in it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a relationship. And I'm not a reader-reader. Mm-hmm. Like I've, there's very few books that I've read from cover to cover. Gotcha. I'm reading Damon Young's book oh, yeah. right now. Oh my it's gosh. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's also like, I, I listen to it on Audible. Oh. So listen to him read oh. and tell the story. This, it's, right. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, oh, that would be neat. Yeah. I didn't even know it was available. Yeah, it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Whole new level. Yes. Yes. Because it, it's, um. Yeah, I like books. I like to feel the cover. I also I like the covers. Mm-hmm. I like to see the design. Yeah, you know, um, in the font. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's something about books. It's a very romantic relationship mm-hmm. that I have with with actual with books. Books. Um, which of your five senses would you say is your strongest? Hmm. Sense of smell. Did I? I can smell if folks have had sex. <laughs> Yeah, it's, in- it's intense. Yeah, I can really read people through like, my... Se- <laughs> yeah, like that's a whole nother podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can smell... <clears throat> like, I mean, I understand. Yes, I know that there's a smell, but right, like, how a soon... <laughs> I don't know, because I haven't asked them. Like, like I don't want to know. I just know you did it. You know? <laughs> like, don't be doing it and then, like, trying to sneak in, because I know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can walk into a house and I can tell you if they have mice. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, my sense of smell is good, like, but I don't think it's that good. Oh, yeah. it's I smell stuff that I don't want to. You know yeah, what I mean? That's... Like, I can't necessarily turn it off, but I don't let it. I try not to let it inform my life. Right. You like, know? there's there's a certain smell that I have found that's... I. And it sounds like witchcraft, but it's like, you know, there's a certain smell. Witchcraft is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) We have power. Absolutely. (laughs) I can smell if somebody's getting sick. Ah, yes. Like there's a certain smell. Smell. And I found that out like very young. Like I was probably like eight when I first, like there's like this smell and it's always consistent. Wow. Like uh, I will smell it on someone and like in a couple days they'll be like, oh, they have a cold or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because chemically we change. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's and it's not a pleasant smell. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) no. The cleansing because it's cleansing. Yeah. You know, they're they're giving. And I was going to say my intuition. Mm. um, But. Yeah, my sense of smell is really powerful and it will overpower my intuition. Wow. And then now what I've learned better to bring those together, to work together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my sense of smell, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, do you easily accept compliments? No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on it though. <laughs> yeah. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. How do you learn best by listening, watching, reading, or doing? Doing. I'm body kinesthetic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, if my history teacher, if we had been able to act out Ooh. all of those historical dates, and yeah. I would have gotten it. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
auditory yeah. and reading. Right. That wasn't the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I think history was always my worst subject. Yeah. It so just, just, I didn't. Because there was no other way to access it right. for me, you know, but theater. Yeah. I would love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that does. That makes sense because, you know, watching a documentary about historical events right. or, yep. you know, like even just, you know, like a movie about I will remember it. Yeah. That so way. much. Yep. So much better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 80s or 90s? Oh, that's a hard one because <laughs> Cleveland was born in the 80s. But like I got. I, oh, oh, but then Maya was born 1990. Ooh. Yeah, so 1990, I didn't know a lot of what was going on in the 90s. I didn't know. Like, there's music uh-huh. that came out in the 90s uh-huh. that I heard, like, in 2000. Like, and I was this? like, oh, Maya, I really like that What's song. She was like... New, new Jam by Montel Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, he's going to be big one day. <laughs> That's when you know you've crossed over and you're older. You know you're older. <laughs> She was like, Ma, that was that. And I was like, okay. So the 80s, I was much more aware of what was going gotcha. on. You know, graduated high school in 81. Okay. Got married in 86. So I was a yeah. lot more aware of what was going on. 90s was like, I'm nursing, <laughs> right. cotton diapers, natural food, organic foods. Like you, you know. Your plate was full. Absolutely. And the two kids. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 You, you have some other things to right. worry about. Some other priorities. Right. <laughs> what will you absolutely not do in front of another person? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I will do everything in front of. I don't. Bless your. Yeah. <laughs> I've had babies come out of my vagina with people I don't even know who they were. I guess. Yeah. You know. At you, that point, once you once you've done that, <laughs> like. You know, and I'm not modest at all. I'm a nudist at heart. So any opportunity, I would be like, "Ah, whatever. (laughs) You know, yep, I got a fart. I got a fart. You know, um, I prefer not to pick a booger without um, having a Kleenex, you know, but, you know, we got to do it. But if I have a Kleenex, Kleenex, I will absolutely do do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's certain etiquette I'll stay within. But yeah. Yeah. um, Hmm. Can't think of something okay. like I prefer to poop alone, like nobody to see me. But right, if you yeah, have to. Have to. It's on. <laughs> yeah, like if it's a situation where it's like either I don't do it, do it. or it has to happen in front of someone. No, yeah, you, you, you're I am, going to see me. Yeah, too. I am very. Uh, yeah, I'm all about moving my bowels. Oh, so yes, I'm not, keeping it clean. <laughs> right, I'm not yeah. trying to like clog it's up. To- it's toxic, <laughs> right? right? So it's it's waste. It needs to come out, right? So yeah, and I think that's the probably the most intimate. Yeah, you know, because um, having a baby, you know, with Cleveland and Maya, like Maya, um, Cleveland. I was in labor with Cleveland for three days, Ooh. trying to have him. Um, Natural Maternity Center, which was one of the first birthing centers in the country. Yikes. And, um, but he had the umbilical cord around his neck. Oh, God. We didn't know it. Oh, my God. Because um, he didn't show any signs of distress. Yeah. And, but the third day, um, the heart rate started to fluctuate. So oh. it was like, no, we need to get him out. And that's what they found. He was a forceps delivery. Ooh. So I wasn't able to deliver him at um, Maternity Center um, at St. Vincent's. Mm-hmm. He was born. But um, I told him, I said, Cleveland, I don't worry about Cleveland. Mm-hmm. If 
you had a uterus pushing on you mm. and an umbilical cord around your neck for three days mm. and you still came out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's, he's really good. Yeah. I said, oh, you're fine. Yeah. You'll be able to anything in this right? life. You you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Maya was 18 hours, um, totally natural birth at the birthing center here in Pittsburgh. Um, she was like real chill, you know, <laughs> like came out sleeping eight hours. No problem. I'm like, what? You know, then there was Cleveland, New York baby nursing him every two hours for the first six months of his life. Black bags under my eyes. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. They're really different. Um, I can't even remember where I was going with that birthing story. Oh, we were just talking about what you won't do in front of anybody. Yeah, so so, so anything. Yeah. I, it, yeah, it's open. Yeah. Yeah, just watch out, world. <laughs> Close your eyes like if you don't want to see it. Come with a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> what new skill would you like to learn? Oh, a skill. Oh, hmm. Everything, I would say, what skill do I want to learn? Like, I drive a stick. Um, that was my big skill, like, in my 20s. <laughs> Anything else? Calligraphy I've done. Oh. Um, ice skating. I wanted to learn, really, to be better proficient mm -hmm. at ice skating or roller skating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Now falling hazards. I gotta be careful ah, yeah. of that. I make money off of my right. body. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, mm. but yeah, I. Hmm. Can we come back to that? Sure. Okay. Yes. Um. What is a movie that makes you cry? Oh, a movie that makes me cry. Hmm. The Matrix is like my favorite movie. <laughs> is it? It makes me cry all through. Really? It. Yeah. There's a. Because um, the soul, especially when Neo was disconnecting from the Matrix, uh -huh. that was just so intense. And I know that in my own life, uh -huh. um, that that made me cry because how indoctrinated we are. Wow. I saw the real application of that. I see it. Yeah. I see that most of us are really connected mm -hmm. and some of us are trying to get loose ourselves wow. and it's think, painful. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that the matrix has made them cry. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, cause it, it's, yeah, to me, it's just so real. Like I have love stories and yeah. like terms of endearment. Right. You know, <laughs> my mom and I watched that for years. Right. I got to rep, you know, Shirley, um, <laughs> on that. Yeah. Terms of endearment will make me cry every time. Mine is um, imitation of life. Imita Ooh, you ain't like, playing. You know, like I can oh, like I can no. have like the most perfect day like all oh, day no. with like puppies and rainbows and right. cotton candy and like all the cake and just come in and see that last ten minutes oh. of the movie and I'm a yeah. blubbering mess. Yeah, that's, like that's, oh, that's <laughs> yeah that make that make that brings me to my knees. Yeah, um, that one's rough. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, Officer and a Gentleman is one of my um, favorite, you know, romantic, com um, romantic, but sad. Yeah. You know, the young man um, completing the suicide. That was that. That just hurt my heart. You oh, know, wow. um, when life just gets too intense for folks, because mm -hmm. it's not something I can relate to. Right. In terms of my own personal um, understanding of depression. Right. Um, 
but I have a lot of people in my life who have given me a a better intimate understanding. Right. You know, so that that one that still gets me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it will. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of family members, with whom is your longest friendship? Oh, outside of family members, <sighs> longest friendship. Oh my gosh, I don't stay connected. No. Yeah, in that way, like constant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lisi, Lisi, Lisi. Yeah, she's in North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. I would say we've stayed connected, even though like we'll have years that we don't yeah. speak, but we pick it right back up. Um, yeah, and that's over thirty years. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I still have a lot of folks that I'm connected to mm-hmm. who I grew up with, mm-hmm. but we don't. Like get together, yeah. or you know, we just seize the opportunity when we see each other, right. and that kind of. But yeah, I would say Lisi, probably yeah. yeah, in terms of. Hey, Lisi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is someone who encourages you? Hmm. I have to go back to um, consistently. Like Maya is my youngest Mm -hmm. and she's my daughter. Mm -hmm. But I think we had different roles in another incarnation. Mm. I think she was like the mother or my teacher Mm -hmm. um, because she came through me. But she always has encouraged me. Even before we had the race analysis, Uh um, she's always been my cheerleader. Nice. You know, and she would give it to me straight too, uh-huh. like you know, like dating and yeah, she wasn't playing. She's nice. like, you know, <laughs> um, decisions I was making. You know, like she never really. She always challenged me on the yoga business mm-hmm. being successful because she she's had a lot of doubt, mm-hmm. but it that motivated me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, okay, those are real issues, mm-hmm. right? And. Um, so she's she's really been consistent throughout her life. Nice. Yeah, she really has. Even though she's you know the youngest. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you define success? Peace. Yes. Being able to lay down at night and feel as though I live within my purpose mm-hmm. and knowing that I felt short. But that's that's success for me. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing that I did the best I could do today. It really, that's a great philosophy. Yeah, yeah. today. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, did you want to try the new skill? Yes. <laughs> What's new skill? Um, oh. Oh, this is Yes. <laughs> I do want a bike, a motorcycle. Oh, Motor- interesting. Yes. Now, oh. Martin and I, um, he's known, you know, He's had friends who have passed as a result of mm. motorcycle accidents. So we've had this conversation about, you know, he has a lot of trauma around that. Right. But I do want to learn how to ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do. I first wanted a croucher, right? Oh. You know, like, no. Um, I need one. That seems to, uncomfortable. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's something I love about it. I love bikes. Well, I mean, it know? looks like it's kind of aerodynamic or yeah. something. Like it looks extra badass, <laughs> but it also looks uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like child's pose right. in a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes, 
<laughs> yeah, in a, in a strange kind of way, right. you know, <laughs> it's <is>. Western <laughs> philosophy. Yes. So motorcycle, I would like to learn how to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you never get tired of blank. I never get tired of soy delicious. Hmm. Okay. Ice cream. Uh, I love ice cream. Oh, God, yes. Never get tired of chocolate. Mm. Um, never get tired of laughing and giggling and smiling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, are you proud of yourself? I am. I'm quite proud. Good. Yeah, I am. I am. Most folks don't know I have, like, an inner shyness. Mm. There's, like, where? Right. <laughs> but I get nervous every time I have to talk. Hmm. So I really am proud of myself because very few people know that. Yeah. You know, and even when I say it, they don't believe me. Right. <laughs> you know, and so. I was like, I ain't mad at you. But it really, I'm sweating. My crouch and my underarms <laughs> are soaking like a wet. Spot, yeah. sweat. <laughs> yes. All over. Like, I get yeah. out of here with like a swamp ass. <laughs> I like that. I'm use that. Yeah. Yes. I can relate. That's real. <laughs> yeah, so I'm nervous every time I have to speak, even if it's all people I've taught before. Uh huh. Or spoke in front of, mm-hmm. I still get nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can you describe yourself in one word? Exuberant. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. And a dear friend um, gave me that, Tasha. She gave me that on a little plaque that I still have. And I love exuberant. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, and that's perfect. Yes. And that is your podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I had an amazing time with you. This was this. awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, of course. And I'm glad we finally got it together. And, yes, you know, right. Made it happen. The, the schedules. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. um, where can people find you? Like website or oh, online yes. or? Oh yeah, yeah, my my website yogarootsonlocation.com um, or Felicia Savage Friedman, spelled as Fried Man. Um, yeah, or, or email me at smile and laugh often at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah, or at smile at yogarootsonlocation.com. Excellent. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much oh for spending gosh. this time with me. Thank and, you. Um, I look forward to And you were mentioning before that you have a podcast as well. Yes. Yes. We just started it back um, yesterday. I don't know what I'm going to name it. Okay. Um, but we just, and they're really short, okay. you know, um, just, I want to folks to get to know the people that are um, in my life. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity for me to sit down and have conversation. Yes. Like, you know, like we need to do tea, yes. but it's not happened. So right. I was like, okay, no, you need an event. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, no, we're going to make an event. And here I am like yeah. 112 episodes later. This is basically <laughs> the premise, but you are number 112. Oh my goodness. So, yes, 112. Yeah. So Ooh. this is basically the premise of why I started this podcast is that there's so many women that I just kind of knew peripherally around right. in my life and stuff. And it's like, okay, so let's have this hour, this uninterrupted right. hour to sit down and get to know each other. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, you know, and also it's been very helpful in helping to strengthen like the existing relationships that I have with women. And that, that was just something that I noticed that I needed mm-hmm. like later mm-hmm. on in my life. I was like, you know, I, I need to, I need more, more women in my right. life and like in right. a, in a real, like in like a real um, role like mm-hmm. you know just other than you know just you know occasionally you know hey what's up you know whatever right. 
but yeah, right. face to face. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Hmm. So I definitely understand that. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're on our way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so, so you know, and I, you know, sometimes I, I tell the ladies like after a podcast, you know, we're just gonna be friends now. Yeah, right. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is like not like Facebook. No, like you can't unfriend me. No, like we've done we're this. We're friends. Yeah, we are friends. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And if anybody out there, you know, you guys want to be my friend and like the episode and, you know, share the episode, you can like the the page, the Facebook page, Rugged Angel, the Rugged Angel cast. Rugged Angel is one word. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Libsyn, Player FM, and Google Podcasts. Or you can just go to the website, tinyurl.com slash Rugged Angel cast. So again, thank you all for listening. And until next time.